0: Throughout the nation and around the globe, from his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions.
1: Hello, beautiful soul family, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights, your home for spiritually guided transformation and empowerment. I am your host, dear James, and together with The Unseen, Spirit, Source, and Symphony, we listen to the intuitive wisdom of The Unseen. We look at the current energies, we take your comments and questions live, and we go as guided. And without fail, the energies just keep building and building and building. And while energies are weakly, bear in mind, The Unseen is consistently providing us with A greater arc, a greater story, and a greater opportunity for renewal, for direction, for connection to the way. Welcome, Colleen. So, as you're joining, um, put in the comments, say hello where you're joining from. And remember, we do take your comments and questions live throughout the broadcast. So, let's jump in with the main theme. We're going to start there. and then wrap everything around it and here's this beautiful image it's so our main theme is breakthroughs breakaways mercury leads the way hyphen charge so mercury leads the way and mercury leads the charge and you'll see in a moment based on the astrological chart why that is and then again we've maintained the beauty of this You know, this skeleton key, this butterfly key, this key of renewal, this key of rebirth and how you are the key. And then they had The Unseen had me change the backdrop and it's of the dandelion. And yet in this very whimsical way of like the light piercing through and how the dandelions, which represent when we make wishes, um, It's our hopes, our dreams, our wishes, and this beautiful, you see how the key is just like kind of like the dandelions are separating as we arc forward towards the light, towards this this beauty of renewal. And so that is these breakthroughs, breakaways, how we break through, how we break away from what no longer serves us, and how Mercury leads the way, Mercury leads the charge so this is our main theme and what a beautiful one it is and just to give you quickly and welcome lorna welcome elizabeth welcome ava so breakthrough a sudden dramatic and important discovery or development so we're going to have in our individual and collective experiences breakthroughs sudden dramatic and important discoveries, developments, but breakthroughs, breakaway, a divergence or radical change from something established or longstanding. Can you say patriarchal rule? <laughs> can you see a, the the? Can you say the Piscean era? A divergence or radical change from something established or longstanding. A sudden attack or forward movement. So this breakaway that you break forward. This forward movement. And then the phrase lead the charge, because Mercury leads the charge. It means to make a strong effort to do something, to be the first one to start an activity or a movement. Mercury is the messenger. Mercury represents how we think, what we say. It is our ego-mind personality. It's our ego-mind. And so here's Mercury,
0: how we speak, how we think, how we move leading the charge, leading the charge of this
1: radical change and divergence, this way of being and thinking.
0: Mercury, the messenger to the gods, is championing the charge, leading the way. And
1: so let's take a look here at, it's very exciting. You can see my smile. I'm I'm very excited about this because there are huge implications and there are, this is a huge storyline. And so that I want to make really clear up front. While we're in this week, these energies and it's Weekly Wisdom and Insights and they keep building and crescendoing and telling us a greater story. And that's what's taking place this week. These energies where we're not, we're not concluding something, we're beginning something. So it's the end of the year of 2023. You know, all of these different things, and yet the entire message and the entire focus is on the advance, is on the new, is on the be ready. And these are the greater arcs and the steps that we take to align ourselves with that. Um, I want to go to our uh, mantra really quickly as well, because I want it at the forefront as well. Our mantra is what did my soul say it would do? See, it's not about what our ego mind personality says, wants, desires, doesn't want. We're going to place that in the sidecar. The patriarchal Piscean era shifts over, moves over, and sits in the sidecar. The divine feminine, the matriarchal, the Aquarian, the soul-source connection, takes the driver's seat. And so here with this, be- and this image is so beautiful. What did my soul say it would do? And here is this the image of what appears to be a Buddhist monk. And you see all the, the iridescent colors, like the, the colors of his or her aura radiating around. And then, like panning for gold, you see in the right hand this upstretched pan With what appears to be liquid or waters or so forth, liquid soma, wisdom, being
0: poured down into this this bowl, this vessel that's being held in his or her lap.
1: And so again, this message of higher octave connection, higher, higher source, soul source connection, being this gold, being mined, being poured down to be received in the greater vessel, individually, collectively. But our mantra is,
0: what did my soul say it would do? And you want to keep asking that question of yourselves. Very important that we keep asking this question in any given moment. What
1: did my soul say it would do? What would my soul have me do? It's to consistently connect with your soul and ask that important question because it will guide you in a much higher octave, um, much more expansive way, and it will deliver you in ways that you would never have chosen for yourself in a positive, good way, in an expansive way. That's the moral here. So now let's look. We're going to go to main energies. So our main energies for 12, 13, 2023. Twelve, stand still, release, be ready. This was from last week, this standstill, And of course, it's the whole message for December as, as a 12, this culminating point of pulling up the 10 stakes and being ready. Thirteen is fellowship, socialize. It means coming into union, coming into harmony. It is to be one with first yourself, that there's no separation anymore between your ego-mind personality and your heart and your soul-source connection. They're unified. So this unity, this fellowship, and then to socialize in the sense of interact with others from this place. All year long, it's a seven, so our armies and legions, it's about the correct discipline, having everything. we, We know we have everything we need, no matter what it looks like. If you get caught in that momentary, you know, um, hiccup of I don't have everything or it appears I don't have what I need, stop and see everything you do have. And then again, what would my soul have me do? What did my soul say it would do? And it will lead. It'll show you. Now we have two because depending on how, if you add the 12, the 13, and the 7, it becomes a 32 if you add the one, two, one, three, and the seven, it becomes a 14. They both come into being a five. The five is nourished while waiting. We have everything. We're being nourished. We're being provided all the wisdom, all the information. It's just a matter of divine time. So the 32 is about duration. We're committing, we're committing to the duration it takes. The 14 is about great possessing that we are going to possess such greatness, and we already do. However, it will become ever more apparent, ever, you know, more readily apparent. And thus we shine, and we shine from the inside out. It is by shining from the inside out that we just radiate. You, you've you had it where people were like, wow, what's what's going on with him or her? Because they're radiating, they're great possessing. And so, very quickly before... We move on to the actual, we're going to spend a lot of time uh, on this show about the Sabian symbols and about the astrological chart because it's telling us a a big picture story. Um, I'm just going to give you very quickly the um, the hexagrams because what's so very interesting is that 14 and 32, both becoming a five, they both share the same hidden influence, which is 43 determination, breakthrough. And our theme, breakthroughs, breakaways, Mercury leading the way, leading the charge. So they both share that. In hexagram 14, great possessing, shine, its hidden influence, or its underlying causes: union. See this coming together all next year, union, and discover what we're going to discover, the world before us. And then Hexagram 32 is all, it, again, it's hidden influence, determination, breakthrough. It's underlining cause, 42, increase, expand. So this is about in, our increase, our expansion, our renewal, our rebirth. This advance into the world before us, the one that came before us, and the one that is literally in front of us, before us, the one we're receiving. And you're going to see how that could not be more powerful and true based on the Sabian symbols, the astrological chart. So, and last but not least, 13, hexagram 13, it is about fellowship, socialize, it's hidden influence, 44, coming to meet. We've had this a long time ago in in one of the shows, it was about this coming to meet. And it's literally this feeling of coming to meet our maker, the unseen. And this encounter, that we encounter it within ourselves and exponentially, externally. And it's underlining cause, no surprise, seven, army, correct discipline. So this army legions. So these are the three hexagrams.
0: Now let's move to the actual astrological influences. So yesterday
1: on 1212, was the new moon, so the moon and the sun are conjunct, they're next to each other, side by side, at 20 degrees Sagittarius. Today, and it's really, west coast, the further west you are, it was actually yesterday. Um, The further east you go, it's today. Um, Mercury stations retrograde at eight degrees Capricorn. And of course, anytime Mercury, so here's Mercury leading the way, and remember Pluto, so Mercury, Pluto, because Mercury will station direct on the first, literally 1-1 of 24. So we have these Pluto, Mercury going, in, being uh, retrograde, welcome Sue, and this awareness that they're finishing up, they're, they're, they're finishing up business so as to officially advance. And that is the power. And what they said was with this, the Unseen said, with these energies, this greater arc of the story is the wait is over. So we've been sitting there pining away, waiting. And again, I, I don't want to cuss, but it looks like an S show out there in the world. Everyone can understand what the S stands for. Um, it's like an S show when you look out at world events and what's happening and I mean, it's just one hit after the other
0: of craziness, because again, the that Piscean patriarchal two thousand plus year era is over. It's done, and we are advancing forward to the world before us, the one that came
1: before, and the one that is in front of us. Welcome, Brigitte. Welcome, Olivia. And so. Here, let's move into looking at, and pardon me, I'm going to put my specs on for a moment. Two quotes we're going to work with before we jump into the, the meat of the show. The first one is, we are part of a tapestry of interaction, yet each individual fulfills their own destiny. This is by Carrie Hone at cafeosoul.com. The point, and look at this beautiful, like, cosmic... uh dance of the universe in the image.
0: So again, the power of choice. We are all part of a tapestry of interaction,
1: yet each individual fulfills their own destiny. It is That is about choice, and so it is to remember the power of our choices. Our second one is this Life in this beautiful, the, the northern lights, the auroras, life becomes brilliant when purpose is a light that shines upon it. Again, from Carrie Hone at cafeosoul.com. And in the image, you can see the, the person standing there with their arms outstretched, looking up to the northern lights of just this beautiful cosmic color and dance, the brilliance of it. Life becomes brilliant when purpose is a light that shines upon it. And this is about, we will be coming into such a state of grace and understanding with ourselves that probably for the first time ever, that which has eluded us, which is what's my purpose, why am I here, what is this really all about, becomes readily apparent because the light shines the light will illuminate it. the light is going to it's, it has always been true, it has always been present. It has just been more veiled.
0: Well now it, it it's like it, it's like color, technicolor. it's it, it, we receive a new
1: a new way, a new a new mode of being, a new so everything goes from color to technicolor. It, it comes to life. The indigo blue, it, it it iridescent, magical, it comes to life. So let's now jump in. God, just I keep smiling. I hope you all are smiling because I just keep smiling about all this information and where it's all leading. So we're going to now move to the astrological chart. This is the astrological chart for the Sagittarius new moon. And the Mercury stationing direct or retrograde, pardon me, um, which was yesterday/slash today. And I want to draw your attention to the top, just go straight north on the chart where you see the 2024 above it. So, right at that point, just to the right, you'll see the Sun and the Moon at 20 degrees Sagittarius. That's the new Moon. Just to the right of it, is mars at uh, 17 degrees no nope. sorry 13 degrees and then
0: going to the left in green there's mercury at 8 degrees capricorn these four
1: right there clustered together in a sense so here's the way this is working is mercury's leading the charge the sun and moon are together mars to the right is bringing up
0: the end they're bringing, it's, it's bringing up the rear. And so before we jump into that, let me, I forgot, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to share with you all. So we're going to,
1: I'm going to bounce back. Sorry. Um, Mercury retrograde. See, I want to bring up North Point Journal. It's Pam Youngen's North Point Journal. And what she's talking about is here's the Sagittarius new moon. A new and exciting lunar cycle begins this Tuesday, December 12th, when the Sun and Moon align at 20 degrees 40 minutes Sagittarius. This new moon is exactly aligned with the fixed star Atria. Atria is at 20 degrees 54 minutes Sagittarius. Atria is the brightest star in a constellation called the Triangulum Australis, the Southern Triangle. This is important. It is about seven times larger than our sun and emits about 5,000 times the luminosity. Atria is a very favorable influence, enhancing spiritual powers when it is activated. The fixed star also carries the positive energies of both Mercury and Jupiter. So again, here's Mercury leading the way, Jupiter, the great benefactor. Opening our minds to higher wisdom, facilitating the search for life's meaning, or purpose, increasing optimism and hope, and favoring philosophical or religious pursuits. Atria is said to be just, truthful, righteous, and benevolent. With the new moon conjunct Atria, all these potentials and qualities are more accessible for us at the time of the lunation as well as throughout the lunar cycle that begins on Tuesday. What excellent energies to work with as we complete 2023 and begin a new year. So we have these auspicious energies, these, this auspicious conjunction. And let me just play with the Neptune effect here for a minute. She goes on to say, Pam Youngins, the planet Neptune also plays a significant role in the new lunar cycle due to being in hard square aspect to the new moon. The God of the vast oceans always invites us to transcend our human perspective and to view life through the through our soul's eyes. What did my soul say it would do? What is my soul-source connection guiding me to do? It is not my ego-mind personality. It's my the eyes of my soul. This lofty goal is sometimes difficult to achieve, and Neptune's square to the new moon indicates that we may not be comfortable with what being, quote, more spiritual, end quote, entails. Yes, because it requires us to embrace and to take a higher octave, a higher path. To take the path less traveled. We can see by the world events what taking the the least among us, the, the lowest path. Because it's easy, it's cheap, it's easy. It requires nothing. It's a base reaction choice path so here it's like indicating that more spiritual entails more of us and yet it's it's so profound and beautiful to navigate this lunation successfully and to benefit from its gifts we are asked to release qualities associated with the shadow side of sagittarius we must rise above judgment self-righteousness dogmatism and any attitudes or belief that keep us in a lower vibration than love if it's less, lesser than love, the purity of love, then we're in the shadow element of it. In their place, we may call in tolerance, forgiveness, reverence, open-mindedness, generosity of spirit, optimism, and faith. It's so simple to be good. It's so simple to have reverence for
0: your soul self and then radiate that outward. It is easy, or it becomes easier when we practice it. It's like exercising any muscle. However,
1: since this is a challenging aspect from Neptune, we will need to do our work. If we resist this process and choose to walk down the same old, tired path of judgment and intolerance, we are likely to encounter the less comfortable side of Neptune. Disillusionment, lack of clarity, apathy and avoidance, deception, oversensitivity, and even fear. So again, choice. We are all part of this tapestry, but our individual destinies are directed by our choices. And that's where we're, we're being mindful here of what we need
0: to do. There are other planetary uh, moon influences, but so coming back to this is the power of the astrology right now is incredible
1: atria, this fixed star atria. This is blow your mind fascinating. So why? Why dear James? Why? Well because Triangulum Australis. A triangle is a geometric shape that has three sides. There are two triangles in the sky. This small southern triangle, Triangulum Australis, is a new addition to the sky and was named by Johann Baer in 1603. The Northern Triangle, Triangulum, is an ancient constellation. The three brightest stars of Triangulum Australis are of second and third magnitude and form an approximately equilateral triangle. So this Southern Triangle, of which um, Atrus is a part of, is in the South. The two triangles in the sky each suggest a trinity. Triangulum Astralis, the southern triangle, was given the title, The Three Patriarchs, representing the biblical Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, suggesting a masculine trinity. The word patriarch has its counterpart in matriarch. The northern triangle, triangulum, has feminine associations in mythology. So we have this conjunction with this Southern Triangle, with this fixed star that's in the Southern Triangle that represents the Patriarch, the Divine Masculine. What's so very interesting, the show on on November 29th, 2023, Unity, the world before us. And they spoke about Abraham, remember the gates of hell or the gates of heaven, choose. And it had to do with Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob. We had a further discussion, Olivia, with in, in the comment threads on Facebook about who and the Israelites from Exodus were uh received the promised land, were able to enter, Jacob being one of two that did, of the of the first generation. And so it is to remember,
0: so there's this aspect playing out, and then we go to the Northern Triangle, and a, tri- a, a, a three patriarchs, so the Southern Triangle was called the Three Patriarchs
1: and might be a masculine trinity. The word patriarch, pa tri arc, has its feminine counterpart in, matriarch, matriarch, which can be broken down into the three-mother archetype. A mother who rules her family or tribe. The northern triangle, triangulum, has feminine associations. It represents the island of Sicily and was put in the sky at the behest of Demeter, Roman Ceres, or as a wedding present to her daughter,
0: Persephone. The 1129 show, Unity, The World Before Us. This X marks the
1: spot. Let me just bring this up really quick, this beautiful image. X marks the spot, the butterfly.
0: This not missing the mark. Here it is. And how a restoration of balance,
1: and it had to do with Ceres, Demeter, and Persephone. So you can see that we're building here. These are connecting and building. And just for everyone listening, this is not Dear James sitting down, being incredibly knowledgeable or, you know, doing a lot of research. The unseen comes to me. I write it down and then they show me the connections. That's the power of this for everybody that's been a
0: part of this journey. I just want to be like, it's it's not me. <laughs> it's the unseen. Um, so. With this, and then also, um, so the the three goddesses that represent the northern triangle are Demeter, which is Ceres, Persephone, and then
1: Hecuti. Hecuti triformis three forms, Hecuti trivia three ways. They are seen as the feminine trinity.
0: It's the northern triangle. It's the ancient triangle. So the northern triangle, divine feminine, ancient. The southern triangle, divine masculine, newer. The world before us, the one that came before us, the one that
1: we are receiving that is literally in front of us, where the divine feminine led, ruled, was revered, And the beauty and the equanimity and the nourishment and the wholeness
0: of that experience. That is the power of these. So now let's move to
1: the show notes. And the show notes are telling us what the Sabian symbols are. So we're looking here, we're going to work with Dane Rudyear's uh, Sabian symbols. It's the astrological mandala. and. These, by way, by the way, were um, intuited by a woman named Elsie Wheeler um, in San Diego in the '50s, in the 1950s. Um, so, the first one up. So again, remember this chart. We're looking at the astrological chart with Mercury leading the way, the Sun and Moon together, and Mars bringing up the rear. And the first thing is, so the Sabian symbol that corresponds with Mercury is
0: this beautiful, let me bring up this first beautiful image for you. Here we are. An angel carrying a harp.
1: The revelation of the spiritual meaning and purpose at the core of any life situation. See, spiritual meaning and purpose is going to be illuminated individually and collectively. This picture simply says that heaven is within us. All we have to do is to be open and listen to the total harmony of life, a harmony in which we play a part that is necessary to completeness and meaning of the whole.
0: We have to play our part in order to receive it. We have to actually recognize that this is true, that heaven is within us, that we have everything we
1: need. To do this, we have to surrender our separative ego consciousness and flow with the universal current, which to the religiously minded person is the will of God. It's the the higher will. It is our soul source will, our our soul source connection. What did our soul say it would do? Not our ego mind personality. Healthy ego mind personality in service to, in alignment and service to the soul. This symbol implies the technique of attunement to the rhythm of universal life. Angels are to be considered personalizations of various aspects of this life and totally subservient to its rhythms and purposes. Angels serve us. They serve God, higher, holy self, everything. They are magical, they are pure,
0: um, and they are attuned. They are wise. So. This is the first aspect of
1: what Mercury is leading the way. An angel carrying a harp. And the message of attunement, align, Surrender your ego, mind, personality to the will of your soul. To thine
0: will, higher will, God's will. Um, let me just bring this in. Um, so Brigitte, it...
1: It is you as well, though. Uh, You're allowing and receiving. So you're huge in bringing forward the transmissions. Thank you. Um, But however, truly, yes, I I show up as do all of you because we make choices. And the power of choice cannot be understated. It is the fact that you choose. Because we we had this discussion
0: there are no mistakes. Replace the word mistake with The word choice. What was my choice? Not
1: what was my mistake or that was my mistake. No, that was my choice. My choice led to something that I view as a mistake. But when I let go of the fact that it's quote unquote a mistake, I will be able to revisit higher mind. I will be able to revisit the choices, my choices that led to this event, experience. And then I can see what was really in it. What was the purity of of my intentions? What were the choices involved? What was my ego mind personality doing? Was my my soul present? (laughs) Or was it excluded from the conversation and the event? It's about choice. And these are powerful times with these powerful messages. So here's Mercury, attunement, and surrender to the to divine will. Next up is the sun and moon. And this is just so funny. I love this image. Here we are. So the sun and the moon are together. Sagittarius, 21 degrees. The use of imagination and make believe in anticipating higher stages of development. And it is a child and a dog wearing borrowed eyeglasses. And you can see there's a child and a dog on screen wearing sunglasses. And it says, this rather peculiar symbol seems to imply here that by imitating features belonging to a level of consciousness as yet reachable, it's the world before us, it's arriving. So it's, it belongs to a level of consciousness as yet unreachable. It hasn't, we haven't yet reached it. The process of growth may be accelerated. Eyeglasses symbolize intellectual development. The chiefs of primitive tribes in some instances have sought to impress their people by wearing spectacles without glass or western hats simply because these objects seemed characteristic of a race of superior people. So they, you know, they will say, Oh, the librarian, you know, you look smarter when you have eyewear on, or a hat might denote authority, or a higher a bishop's mitre, which is coming up. In the image on screen, the dog is wearing what appears to be a uh, law enforcement officer's hat, both wearing sunglasses. This is similar to the process of growth by identification with a master or guru. In a sense, it is mere pretending or make-believe. Yet wearing the mask of a god, the medicine man at the time becomes for all practical purposes, the incarnation of the god. See, it's by, so growth is always a hierarchical process, even if the growing entity is not aware of it. The symbol suggests the value of learning through imitation. This is about those who, blessed are those who believe but do not see, meaning we're imitating the fact that we know a higher octave, a new era is arriving, is present. There's a whole new world before us. It is not the old one. We can see the old one falling away, crumbling. And so this is about, in essence, easily said, fake it until you make it. Fake it meaning show up. Align.
0: Be ready for the time to come. That's when it comes together. So... uh Colleen is saying choice equals responsibility,
1: which so many have issue with. Yes, because again, we have to acknowledge
0: our choices, not our mistakes, our choices. Because our choices lead to everything. They are the
1: foundation of our life experience. So what choice? Am I listening to my ego, mind personality? Am I in shadow elements? Or, I am, or am I in higher octave aligned with my soul source connection? thine will the way and thereby my choices lead to a different outcome different experiences the greater moral with that Colleen and for everyone is that come what may there is there is you know the arc of destiny is forward there is a higher power higher hand higher octave
0: that is the master weaver and we We are each a thread in the overall tapestry.
1: Our individual choices determine our experience. However, the experience, the um, the greater story, the greater play, the set, that's determined
0: by a higher power, a higher source. Okay, so now we move to Mars. Mars is bringing up the rear.
1: So Mars is at um, 14 degrees. So the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx. The enduring power of occult knowledge. Occult means wisdom, unknown, unseen. It's occult. Occult knowledge and of its quasi-divine custodians, seed men of a previous cycle of existence. We've said this many times. We all stand on the shoulders of giants. We all stand on who came before, our own incarnations of ourselves, of who who we were before, the whole of the whole. So the enduring power of occult knowledge, wisdom, and of its quasi-divine custodians, seed people, seed persons, of a previous cycle of existence. Remember, Master Jesus says to the apostles when he reappears after the resurrection, You ask where you're going without knowing where you've been. This speaks to that. The belief in an oral tradition based on the perfect knowledge of the arctical principles and forms by which uh, forms which underlie all manifestations of life on this earth and by extension in the cosmos is deeply rooted in man's consciousness, meaning we're aware of it. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, we're aware of the totality of our, our greatness, of what's come before us. The Great Pyramid and the Sphinx are witnesses to such a tradition, especially for the Western world. The symbols imply that such an archetypal knowledge remains the foundation upon which men's minds can still build solid and valid formulations as new evolutionary developments are pending. See, so we stand on the shoulder of giants. We stand upon what has come before us as new evolutionary developments are pending. They're coming forth. This fourth stage symbol suggests that this occult knowledge and the traditional process of acquiring it is still available, and that by accepting their principles, modern man-womankind can best meet the challenge of the present world crisis. See, we can meet it by knowing where we've been. We can meet it by understanding the greatness to this
0: day, our generation in 2023, 21st century, still cannot accurately um, articulate how the
1: the great the, uh, the Giza Plateau, the three great pyramids, the Sphinx, how was this done? Because we still can't replicate it. We still can't explain it. So it would say to us. Stand on the shoulders of our greatness of of who we were before. The symbol, interpreted from a personal point of view, points to the greatness of a soul's past achievements and the value of trying to re evoke this past. See, we have everything. Heaven is within us. We are this. We were this before. What is revealed? Is the power of spiritual ancestry it's not in getting in the mud and the minutia and the ego mind the shadow of the ego mind personality that's not the answer. Look at where
0: that's gotten us. The higher octave is the power of spiritual ancestry. the power of who we are and were before us because. It's returning. The time returns. Now
1: this is and then Je- and then Jupiter, let me bring the screen up really, uh, the other. So remember here, if you look further around then to the left, top of the screen, and go to the left, Mercury's there in the green. To the left of Mercury is Pluto. To the left of Pluto, in black is Saturn, and to the left of Saturn, in blue is Neptune. If you go keep going down, downward to the left. You will get to the symbol in Taurus, it's a red symbol, and that is Jupiter. Just below Jupiter in green is Uranus. So we're going to Jupiter next. So, Jupiter, and I love this, and it is so powerful. It really says it all. And Jupiter, the great benefactor. This is about the woman of Samaria at the ancestral well, the meeting of the traditional past and of the creative spirit pointing to the future. Remember, this is about Master Jesus and the woman in Samaria at the well. Remember, Master Jesus was bridging the era of Ares to the changeover to the era of Pisces.
0: Both the ram, the lamb, and the fisher of men. So, Here it says, this symbol refers
1: to a most important, but usually narrowly interpreted or interpreted away, episode of the Christ mythos. Early in his ministry, Jesus meets a Samaritan woman at an ancestral well. This woman belongs to a tribe despised by the Jews. Moreover, she is unmarried and therefore on the fringe of even her own society. It is to just that kind of woman that Jesus reveals that he is the Messiah, saying, quote, I am he. A revelation that he apparently will not bestow even upon his disciples, at least not in words. Words in occultism, wisdom, let there be light, and the, I am the word in the word, um, word. Words in occultism are the creative factor. We create with our words. So again, our thoughts, our words, our choices, it is to be incredibly mindful of the words we use. Because in occultism, revelation, wisdom, they are the creative force. What does this mean? Jesus, as the avatar incorporating the Christ impulse, came to replace the old tribal order with a new order based on universal love. So he's coming to replace the old tribal order, the law in Judaism, the law law is being replaced with a new covenant, which is universal love. It is not to representatives of, or even to men still attached to, the old order that Jesus could reveal his spiritual, evolutionary, and society-transforming status. They had instead to reach a point where they could discover his avatar ship, as did Peter just before the transfiguration scene. So see, we can see the same thing happening right now, 2,000 plus years later. He comes because the old, the tribal order, the old order is going away.
0: He represents the new order. And they weren't having it. Some were, I mean, many were, but there's,
1: you know, two camps. Those that want things to stay the way they are, the way they were, and those advancing. But to the woman of Samaria, who in her openness to love's urgings had already repudiated any narrow subservience to the old order, Jesus could reveal his function. The highest meets the lowest, when this lowest is free from tradi- uh, traditional bonds and open to love, meaning when we don't subscribe and succumb to dogma to control and and oppress uh, oppression and so forth, when we remain open to love, we can receive what the new is. The creative future descends first to that which has become chaos. An old order is never open to a new revelation, until it has accepted disorder in the name of that power which subsumes all forms of order, i.e.
0: love. So the new, the creative future descends first and becomes chaos because an
1: old order is never open to a new revelation. We get comfortable. Humans don't like change. We want to do what we've done, and we're used to what we're used to, and that's it, and have a nice day, and I'm not interested in what I don't understand or know. It's the beast I know.
0: I'm not comfortable with the unknown. And so, until the old order, until it has accepted disorder
1: in the name of that power which subsumes all forms, meaning love, it changes it. In this second stage of the five-fold sequence, a contrasting element enters upon the scene. It is no longer a collective cultural effort based on past knowledge. It's not what we already know. It's not the beast that we know. As in the preceding symbol, but a meeting, a meeting, encounter, coming together, coming to meet, an encounter. But a meeting that introduces into the collective situation a totally new factor which transcends it. Transcends the old. So something is being, there's a meeting and something gets introduced into the whole of the whole, the collective situation that is a totally new factor which transcends it. In all capital letters, a new quality of being is revealed which renders the old
0: patterns obsolete. Human being, being, a new quality of being, a new
1: order. A new way is revealed, which renders the old patterns obsolete. They're done. And it's with great
0: reverence that we should, namaste, I bow to the divine in you, to say thank you. And then, next. <laughs> so, this is all
1: then, on the far right of the on the far right of, Of the astrological chart there in green. Well, uh, to the top about two o'clock, you'll see there's Venus. Venus is in Scorpio. It's Scorpio 10 degrees, 10 denoting new beginnings.
0: Now, with this Venus, um, it says the fellowship, I'm sorry, a fellowship supper reunites old comrades.
1: So this is in opposition to. So Jupiter, here's Master Jesus at the well, and and we're opposite. Venus, it's in opposition to Venus. Venus, divine feminine. And And the Sabian symbol for this is 10, a new beginning. It's about a fellowship supper reunites old comrades, souls, old comrades. The overtone of human relationships based on a community of work or experiences. It is, so in essence, what this is saying is we're in opposition to this unity, to this fellowship. The Last Supper, Fellowship Supper reunites
0: old comrades, who we were before and It says, wherever this symbol appears, it suggests the
1: importance of establishing or strengthening links with those with whom one has shared or can share living experiences. The value of comradeship is emphasized. There's a beautiful, look at this beautiful image for this symbol. This wooden boat, so powerful. Again, Master Jesus on on the Dead Sea, um,
0: administering, ushering in preaching, if you will, of the way, the new covenant, everything that's before
1: us. And it's this beautiful ship. This is from, uh, it's a uh, memorial that's in Australia is the image that you're looking at. Um, And these beautiful wings that come up to join together. And remember last week we had with Venus a house raising party in a small village
0: unless the neighbor's cooperation. Comradeship, cooperation, unity, and how the the old order is bumping up against the new order. It doesn't
1: like it. It doesn't want it. (laughs) It's doing everything it can to hold it at bay or reverse it, which is not going to happen. So we next then move on to Uranus, and Uranus expecting the unexpected. Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury. Mercury is leading the way. Uranus is way out front in, in Taurus. And it's phase 51, and that's very interesting because in the I in Ching, the hexagram 51 is thunder, shock, and awe. And so it can be about revelatory occurrences, unexpected. Now the beauty of this image for Uranus it says, a finger pointing to a line in an open book. This is an image also of uh, Yod, the finger of God, pointing and touching to humanity. A clay slab, the lines, the crack. The keynote is learning to discern what in your culture and religion is meaningful to you personally. This symbol evokes the traditional practice when one is in need of guidance of um, in need of guidance, of opening at random a sacred book for Christians, the Bible, and spontaneously re- uh, placing one's finger on a paragraph. So what this means, if you've ever done this, it can be with tarot, with a card, it can be with a um, a sacred book, and you randomly open. You sit, you take a deep breath, you align with what your issue is, and you open
0: it, and you put your finger, and it, and you're given. Um, Gnosis. Wisdom. So the symbol evokes the traditional practice when
1: one is in need of guidance of opening at random a sacred book and spontaneously placing one's finger on a paragraph. We are all parts of a cultural religious whole. Religious meaning faith. And every whole has a message for its many parts. When these are willing, when they are willing to submit their will to the great meaning and destiny of the whole, thine will. In an in an even broader sense, the open mind can learn to detect signatures in many events which he or she has allowed to occur. Meaning, we we are open to the unseen. We look beyond the surface. We look to to detect the signatures that are really underneath everything. The too great reliance on repeated symbolizations can lead to a schizoid state of over subjective dependence on signs and omens. This speaks to dogma. When we become entrenched, too great a reliance on repeated symbolizations.
0: No, it must be this way. No, it's dogma it becomes stale everything in the universe is about is energy and about change
1: so this too great reliance on repeated symbolizations where things are fixed instead of fluid where they become dogmatic we lose the the purpose and the value because it becomes like a broken record we're no longer in touch with higher octave higher mind, soul-source connection, evolution. This is the first stage of the 11th, and it's symbolic phases in general, in the general process of differentiation. By relying on cultural guidance, a person identifies themselves with a differentiated type of collective response to a particular environment. What this means is we become dogmatic. We become subservient, to a fixed ideal, and that causes a
0: problem because if we are not open to source, to higher wisdom, then we're subservient to a a dogmatic, collective
1: association, idealization, value system. It separates us. No, I mean, we we discussed this. Look at how at the uh, the Church of the Holy Sepulcher, the, it's Christian. There are multiple Christian dona- uh, uh, dom- uh, denominations, and they get into fights with themselves because one's swept over a square because, no, that's
0: our area, not your area. Why? 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 We're all part of the whole. Why would we not act in
1: unity with our brothers and sisters, our fellow fellow humans? Remember this powerful, powerful quote.
0: When closely related things do not harmonize, misfortune is the result. Dogma. We are all closely related. Abraham, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob. We're all closely related things, beings, and yet we've lost the plot line. So let's move to Pluto. Pluto, a woman reading tea leaves, the
1: ability to see the signature of hidden meaning in every occurrence, drawing one's attention. We have sought this over and over again. This symbol can be referred to a specific technique of understanding or evaluation. What is implied is the ability not only to perceive the facts of everyday existence, but to see through these facts and discover how they are related to the realm of basic meanings and the arctical processes, related to the greater whole. What's below? What's beneath? What's within? This is essentially what is meant by true clairvoyance, the capacity to see in everything, the signature of deeper realities. It's to see the signature of the higher tapestry,
0: the higher mind, the will, thine will, the will, the way. Next, we have two left. Saturn, a squirrel hiding. And and in this, remember,
1: these three, let me bring this up really quickly to explain this. When you see there on your uh, top left, <clears throat> Pardon me pluto Saturn's in the Saturn the great teacher is in the middle <clears throat> Pardon me
0: and just below that Neptune so we're arcing here with Pluto is the clairvoyance, the higher mind. this is where we're going you know Pluto again is moving
1: into Aquarius. First time in 246 years, it's going to be
0: about higher mind, clairvoyance, this um, wisdom, higher wisdom, gnosis, the occult wisdom. Saturn is a squirrel hiding from hunters. The individual's need
1: both to ensure his future substance subsistence and to protect himself from aggressive social elements. We had this symbol um, in one of the two previous shows. The squirrel not only has to hide and store food for the winter, but to be on the lookout for the dangers involved in gathering the food supply. This is telling, and we are the squirrel. (laughs) We are out harvesting our nourishment, whether that's literal food, clothing, shelter, wisdom, how we go about life, and the social processes that are involved, the dangers that are involved. Social processes always cast strong shadows. The individual is never certain of being safe among their fellow person. Once the process of individualization with its negative aspects, competition, social aggressivity and greed forces the breakdown of the organic tribal state of humankind. See, once we
0: depart, from the soul source connection, from the wisdom of the unseen, and we're in ego mind personality, game over.
1: We we fall into the shadow. The beauty, we're moving forward. We're advancing. This higher mind, this great receptivity, is ever present. Is coming. It's the it's the world before us. It's it's returning. This symbol warns of the dangers of life and society during an era of exacerbated individualism. Can you say present day? The dangers of life and society during an era of exacerbated individualism, when violence is a possibility never to be dismissed. Why? Because the need for self-protection and caution is ever-present. It's present because we're witnessing what happens when we become over-identified
0: With our ego, mind, personality. Me, 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 me. Versus us. Thine. The way. So it it is about self-protection. It doesn't mean do nothing. It means place your
1: focus and your choices and your words and your alignment with the new. With the world before us. With the northern triangle
0: with the return of the Divine Feminine in a harmonic, peaceful way.
1: It does not mean do nothing. It does not mean be passive. It just means you can respond, not react. You can be proactive. You can be aligned and your focus is on everything that you wish to be, create, and receive. That's what this means. Last but not least, beautiful symbol, this is Neptune. And remember, this is Neptune's playing a role, the Neptune effect um, that Pam Youngins was speaking to. A religious organization succeeds in overcoming the corrupting influence of perverted practices and materialized ideals. A religious organization. That can literally represent, in in its literal form, can mean and represent
0: Religion, organized religion, whatever the religion. However, remember, a religious organization can also represent us, humanity, our individual and collective selves.
1: Why? Because the keynote is the power of the soul to intervene in the personal life and to induce necessary catharsis. The necessary centralization of the conscious attention and will symbolized by the preceding picture most often bring negative results. Again, we're speaking to exclusive, exclusivism, pride, jealousy, greed for power, and wealth. Every person is a church that has the soul as its God. But most people forget the soul and live according to dogmatic rules and habits which not only have become empty of inner meaning, but very often have been perverted by the demands of the senses and the emotional nature and by the ego with its rationalizing intellect. A purging or catharsis is needed to restore not only fresh and creative spontaneity, but even more, the contact with the soul and the God-ordained karma, dharma. sorry. This is all about Neptune, purification, this resetting, and this realization that we are our own organized religion and the need to overcome. It doesn't have to be literally an organized faith religion, an institution. We are that as well. This symbol leads significantly to the series of five symbols, which concludes a vast cycle, the vast cycle, pardon me, because the final consummation of the process of actualization of the potency inherent in the original creative act, it's very wordy, I'll break it down, requires moments of crisis and purification. So what this is saying is, This concludes the vast cycle because it's the final consummation of a process of actualization and the potency that's in the original creative act, creation. And it requires moments of crisis and purification, cleansing, review, looking back at 2000 plus years to see what we've done, where we've been
0: before we know where we're going. So these are the, it's, a, it's
1: powerful energies. I hope you all are um, receiving that from these Sabian symbols. I'm going to post everything for you in the Facebook show threads. This is a magical time. It is a powerful time of
0: transition, of change, of moving into a fluid an era. Aquarian age, this the world before
1: us, the one that came before, the one that is the one is the one that we still can't explain
0: to this day, is what's before us. So in closing, let us all be kind with ourselves. Our
1: choices have led us to this point, literally, to just be here and I'm mindful of the time and we're going over it. it's a big this is a big episode a big show the beauty of it the absolute beauty of it is that we are not defined by who we are or were in a negative aspect and we have available to us in that same manner of defin- of not being defined the greatness of who we were it is about releasing what doesn't serve Bringing about the choices, bringing about, aligning with everything that does the best of the very best. And allowing that, these choices that we're making, to align with the greater tapestry, the greater story, the greater arc of destiny. We, you, we, I, me, you, all of us, will either be in alignment with that, to whatever degree, However, the point would be that we are in alignment. We are open to it and we are in alignment with it, or we are in opposition
0: to it. All divine, it's all divine and neutral. It's all based on choice. And it represents the experience we will have, that each of us will have.
1: Make no mistake, though, the arc of destiny moves forward and
0: thereby the world before us is the northern triangle the divine feminine the matriarch
1: and the absolute beauty and purity and grace and devotion and love and goodness and kindness
0: and equanimity and equality that that represents it is for us to bow to the divine
1: masculine Namaste, I bow to the divine in you and I say thank you.
0: And I ask, you're speaking to yourself and others, and I ask that you willingly come along, surrender and come along. Because they, yin, yang, the void and the light, they are meant to be, and they are, in their purest form, harmonic and pure and balanced they work in unity and service with one another
1: for one another that is this moment that is this
0: age that is this new order and that's where we are so powerful energies i
1: love you all it's it's 1010 where i am double boom double boom 10s new beginnings I'm so excited for us all. Be well, be kind with yourselves and others, be proactive, not reactive, and we will see what the, what the messages from the unseen Spirit, and Source, Spirit, Source, and Symphony are for next week. Until then, love you all, be well, and I will address all the comments in the show threads.
0: You've been listening to Dear James Live. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting dearjames.com.